0: Women, passion, success. Welcome to the all new Francisca Show podcast on the Jewish Coffeehouse Network. Who am I? I'm Francisca, singer, composer, music producer, and now success coach for podcasters. I took a podcast, grew an audience, and monetized it. With over 60 original songs, 20 music videos, and over 100 podcast episodes, I present to you K Productions LLC, a white glove podcast production agency that helps entrepreneurs just like you create great content, attract their ideal clients, and make more money by using the power of podcasts. On this show, you'll be hearing from successful female entrepreneurs about their journey. Go ahead and subscribe, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show, everyone. Today with us, we have Riley Clemenko, RK, Millennial Money Muse and CEO. Welcome to the show, Riley. Hi, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. So nice to have you. I am happy to return the favor. I was, I don't know, favor, but the return, the gesture. I spoke in your group a couple months back and it was a Friday night event. So we had to pre-record it because I can't do Friday nights. I'm so happy to have you on and talk about all the incredible things you do to help women. And we'll just dive right in. Can you tell us in a few sentences what your background is and how you started out?
1: Absolutely. So I started my career in uh, banking and finance. I have worked in that realm for 13 years. And I have done everything that you can pretty much imagine at a bank. I was I started off in this kind of hybrid teller customer service role and then I progressed to be a personal banker. I was a small business banker, a branch manager. I've done facilitation. I've you know built talent development programs that have impacted uh, many people, and like all the things in between. So my background and experience was incredibly diverse, and it led me to do what I do now. So last year, um, I gave birth to my son, Maxime, and I had had my twins a couple of years before that. And, you know, uh, the pandemic had just hit. And so I was kind of like at this place where I'm wondering, well, what do I do next? What is the next thing for me? And so I really wanted to take a, I took a step back and just reevaluated what how I interact with people, how I create transformation and how I really help people and decided that I wanted to do something different. So I took this step, started M3 Coaches, and it started off with wanting to have a conversation about, you know, the student debt crisis because that felt like it was something that was impacting so many people. And I had just paid off all of my student loans, and I knew a lot of people were struggling with these like little mini mortgages. And then it progressed to, you know, like wanting to do some coaching and wanting to help businesses. And then now I do all types of things. So um, that's my background in me and just like a little nutshell of kind of how I got from point A Mm -hmm. to point B. There's a lot of meat in the middle, but that's the highlight.
0: Well, there are wonderful highlights. And I'm curious how you went from the financial industry into, I know when I transitioned for myself from musician to entrepreneur, I needed a lot of help and guidance to just figure out how do I create something that other people will want and pay for? So what was that transition like for you?
1: Yeah. So the transition wasn't easy. I I will give it that. I quite honestly was a little bit like uh, full of myself at the time. Like I said, oh, this is going to be easy. Right. And I thought that my background as a small business banker, where I had helped other businesses elevate their own businesses and like created lending for them. And then When you work as a branch manager, you really are like the CEO of your own little company because you need to come up with your marketing strategy, your sales strategy. You keep track of all types of analytics. You're working with developing a team, creating the environment, emotional intelligence, all of these different little pieces that come together to help drive a business. And so in my mind, I was like, I have all the tools I I could possibly need. Like, let's go learn this internet thing, right? Um, (laughs) And then like, it was a rude awakening really quickly of, no, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, uh, how do I how do I actually get clients when, you know, before I would have been, you know, almost given like this, this book of business. And now it was a process of creating a book of business before I had established networks that I was working through and relationships, centers of influence relationships and so on. And now it was kind of like rebuilding all those things from the ground up. So initially I started like, um, you know, going through different coaching programs, listening to different um, speakers and, you know, different people who are experts. And what I found is that like, everybody is an expert in the coaching world. Really? (laughs) Everybody.
0: (laughs) And how's there space for everyone? Okay. I'm joking.
1: But there's so much, right? Like there's so many people who are out there and you, you can get pulled in so many different directions. And so, For me, it was so overwhelming to say, okay, let me try this strategy. Let me try that strategy. And I felt a little bit like I was throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Like you're throwing things at the wall and you're hoping one of them sticks and that that's going to be the thing. That's going to be your million dollar idea. And what I ended up being was I had to go back to what I knew best, like my strategies. I listened to a ton of things and I said, none of this is working. So I'm going to go back to what I know how to do and how I know how to impact people the best. And so what I did was I literally sat down and created a business plan for myself. So I'm embarrassed to say, although I offer business planning and financial planning for other people, that I did not have one initially for myself because I said, well, I know it. Like, why would I need to write this down? But there's a power in having that clarity. And so- I took the time, I wrote down, I spent a whole weekend writing it down and putting all of my thoughts into the paper and pouring it from myself into the paper and into the plan and creating strategies that included daily accountabilities that were going to help me just frame exactly what I was doing. And so when I did that, I then was able to very quickly make some huge shifts because I was able to isolate exactly what I needed to do and who I needed to help me. So I was able to say, okay, you know, my Instagram, I'm putting up a ton of stuff, but I'm not connecting people the way I want to. I'm not telling my story. I'm not being authentic to me. So after creating my plan and going through that process, I then went and hired an Instagram coach who came recommended to me. Um, and my Instagram has been tremendously better since then. And I'm connecting with people in a way that feels like authentic to myself. Right. And the same thing goes with like, you know, how I, how I get referrals and how I get leads for clients and so on. I went back to some of the things that brought me success in my banking days, which were relationships, like the people like you, Francisca, right? Like we have a relationship and it's those things that are meaningful and they have to be nurtured. So I went back to that idea of how do I nurture the relationships, the people that I've built over this time frame, and how do I expand on those so that I'm able to deliver them incredible value and deliver and then be able to touch other people at the same time. And so um that has been the the grounding point for me to help build or the building block for me to help build what I do. And the the final thing with that has been like, I have upped my game for service in in an entirely different way. Uh, That comes down to pricing and all that stuff too, but we can talk about that later. But for me, it was like, I needed to um, just make sure that I was delivering 10 a 1,000% to the clients so that they really could see that that the value was just undisputable. And then I get referrals, which are amazing.
0: You mentioned how even though you write business plans for other people, you couldn't do it for yourself. And you said because you felt like you didn't have to. But I find that like copywriters, they need copywriters when they're writing their own sales pages or obviously doctors need doctors. And that's where it makes it really clear to understand that when it comes to yourself, you are not objective enough to really understand what other people need. So it was interesting for me to hear how you said you had it all in your head. That's why I didn't feel like you had to write one versus feeling like when it's my own business, I don't feel like I can write a business plan. And clearly this is different than writing a sales page or needing a doctor or or is it like copywriting?
1: So I I wouldn't necessarily align it with writing copy. What I would align it with is more of strategic planning. And it's more of looking at your business from a five year standpoint and saying you 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 need need that activity too. And you you need to take it out of yourself. So I love when you're talking about like different industries that don't do the work for themselves. I was talking with someone the other day, one of my clients and, uh, you know, we were talking about like, um, she mentioned a photographer, right? So she does videography and, uh, that type of thing, but she doesn't take her own pictures, right? Even though she knows how to,
0: I mean, you can't take your own pictures. I mean, unless you're doing a selfie. Or it was like, you can set up like the tripod or that, you know, that type of thing. Like, so they have. That's not photography. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for clarifying that because it made a lot of sense the way you explained it. Let's go into some of the biggest, maybe most interesting clients or what are some of the most interesting companies, businesses that you have helped get off the ground.
1: Yeah. So there's, there's a few, and I know that you're, you typically uh, targeting on women. So I'd love to talk to you about one of the women that I'm currently helping that I'm, I'm, I'm working with for the remainder of the year. Um, and she has a business that is called, um, the private label group. And so this private label group, what they do is she creates, um, uh, soaps, lotions, uh, oils, beard care, all of those different types of products. And she's branding them for other companies. And what's incredible about what she does is she has such a plethora of experience. So she's at such a depth of experience, right? So she knows exactly what she's doing and and how to do it and how to formulate things. What, what ingredients need to go with what? And you could talk to her for hours about it, right? Like she just could go on for hours about it. But what she needed support with was creating a strategy that was doable and that she was actually going to show success from understanding things like the price points and so on. And so what we did is we sat together. Um, She actually put her business on hold for one month. So she she put off launching this private label group from one month. And sat down with me to build out her plan at such detail that now she knows exactly what she's going to be doing and how, she, how what products are offered, how to price them, how to group them together, what's going to happen at different increments within the year, um, and so on. And so she has, what, and because she put that business on hold for such a period of time, she now has a waiting list of people who are waiting to get in with her. So sometimes by taking that step back and being able to put time into the planning, you actually are able to uh, drive results and create a sense like a sense of excitement for the people around you that want to work with you because you're putting that time, that space, that energy into helping them in the right way.
0: Cool. So I'm, um, I'm thinking of someone who may be thinking of a business and they're thinking whether they should hire a business coach or someone who helps with like you, who will develop their business plan, how would you say what you do is different? Or is this basically a version of business coaching? Yeah, that's such a
1: great question. And it's funny. Yesterday, I was talking to someone literally about this. Um, I I was literally having that conversation of saying, so here's what I do. And what had happened is it was, you know, sometimes you see a post online and someone's asking a question and so you want to support them and you answer how, how to navigate that situation. And so it was funny because a, a friend of mine who was a business coach and she is an incredible business coach. You want to elevate, you have to get to, she is incredible. Um, and so she responded and I responded. Right. And the client and the, and the person who was kind of asking that question was like, well, who's the right person to go through? like who should i who should i reach out to for support and my response was we both do two wildly different things and we both support your business in two very very different ways the person who is the business coach is not building a business plan with you they are talking about implementation accountability and helping you drive results helping you shift your mindset so that you're able to be successful long term and putting through the methods and actions that were created within the business plan to make you successful long-term, right? They're the ones who are looking at the small tweaks, the small um, adjustments that need to happen and helping you implement those adjustments. The business plan is the blueprint for what you are going to experience and what you're going to be doing over the next five years. So it lays the groundwork, the strategy for what your plans are But here's the thing about the the business plan. The business plan doesn't hold you accountable to those things. It doesn't force you to go back in every couple of weeks, look at it, see what you're doing on your plan. And really, if you want to be successful, it's every day, right? But it doesn't force you to go back and look at those things on a regular basis. And that's where a business coach can help you do it. But when you go to a business coach, some will tell you that you should be a blank slate and just come to them and, and be ready to talk to them. I don't believe that. I think that you should have a mission in mind and a process of mind of what you want to accomplish. And then with that person, you can bring that beautiful dream to life. So that in itself are the differences between the two and ultimately both are a huge contribution to your overall success. So there is a huge value in having both parts of the puzzle put together so that you have what you need to be successful.
0: I want to transition into a, one of my signature questions on this podcast. What has been the most challenging thing for you as an entrepreneur? And you may not use being a mom and entrepreneur as like the mom part. We get that the wife we're talking in the business. What has been the most challenging
1: part? Mm. That is a good question. That's a good question. Um, Okay. (laughs) One of the things that I enjoy the most is um, actually highlighting other entrepreneurs. And Francisca knows that for a fact, because I had her on Tea Time and I love highlighting people and like getting to get to their zone of genius and letting the audience fall in love with them. I think that's amazing. So I host summits and my last summit was amazing in my mind. It was amazing. It was a multi-day summit. It was 22 speakers. It had best-selling authors, these incredible lineup of coaches and thought leaders who came together, delivered workshops and all this stuff, right? And so um, one of the things I did, and this is, again, before I built my strategy, before I built my business plan and had my pieces together, is I hired a coach to support me through that. I hired a marketing coach to support me through that. Now, I am a control freak, and I think that many businesses, many business women are, <laughs> like, we like to control all of the pieces because, and when we say control, it's like, no, we like to monitor all the pieces and what's happening to ensure they happen to our, our expectations, okay? And it's not a bad thing per se, uh, but it is a reality, and I think that when we come to that conclusion and understand where we are, we're going to be more successful long-term, Right. And so I am a control freak. I like, my name is RK and I'm a control freak. Um, What happened within that relationship is because I understood that about myself, I took a big step back from my own event and I gave full control to this individual to help shape the event. And What ended up happening is a lot of things fell through the, 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 um, a lot of things fell through. And so we did not monetize in the way that we needed to for the event. And so the event ended up being unprofitable for me. And I was really upset. I was like, well, what just happened? Like I hired you to do something. And then, you know, this, the sales strategy didn't come together. The email chain didn't come together. All of these pieces didn't fall together. You're missing appointments, missing meetings, You know, and so I kept, like, trying to throw those things to this other individual and say, like, and take it off myself. What I really need to do was do introspection. And that's what I did afterwards. I, like, sat with myself and really thought about the whole scenario and thought about, like, all the opportunities that came alongside it. Okay. So how did I interact with my audience? How did I interact with my, um, the people who are part of the summit? How did I interact with uh, that person that I hired and how did I hold them accountable? And did I use the things that I know how to do, you know, to, to, to drive the results? Did I listen to my intuition or did I ignore my intuition? And I think, especially as women, we have innately very, very, very powerful intuitions. That that result from you know history and our time. We just know things like innately deep down, and when you when you don't listen to it, you, you know the results are are typically not going to be favorable. So there's a power to getting to know yourself in a deep way and doing that introspection, do that, that deep research on self. And so that's what I did. I hosted a, a summit called Money Meets Mindset. I needed to focus on my mindset. And I did that. I spent I spent the next month or so really digging in to myself, what I wanted to accomplish, how I wanted to touch people. And then I spent that weekend creating my business plan. And immediately, immediately the things started to come together. Immediately the clarity occurred. And uh, but that was a lesson, and that was a deep lesson to learn. It was an expensive lesson to learn, which was unfortunate but it was a deep lesson and uh, I'm happy I learned it at this point and I was able to grow from it. But um, you know, one of the things I think about is that we don't, we don't talk too often about failure or fear and, and what that does. Right. Um, We just keep telling people, push, 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 just keep pushing. It's going to be fine, but failure and the fear of failure is a real thing. And you know, there, there has to be a, a decision that occurs throughout, throughout life and throughout, you know, being a business owner of how do you navigate these things? How do you acknowledge that what you're doing is scary? Being a business owner, being an entrepreneur is, is terrifying. Like you, <laughs> you, you don't have someone to fall on if things don't go well. Like You know, I was talking to, uh, to, to Franklin this morning as part of my mastermind group. And he's like, I got to go out and hunt. Like he's like a caveman with the, with the stick. (laughs) I need to go hunt. It's true though. If you don't, if you don't hunt, you don't eat. If you don't, if you don't uh, do the activities, you don't have something to fall back on. Right. Versus someone working a nine to five, you've signed up for a huge undertaking. And it's a, it's a great thing. It's a, it's a vibrant thing. It's an exciting thing that you've signed up for, but it can also be scary, And so I think that it's really important to do that inner work and really be prepared to, you know, um, reject the notion that you're not worthy, that you're not capable, that you don't have the right tools, that you don't have the right resource, that you're not smart enough, that you're not Instagram picture worthy, any of those things that are in your mind, it's time to reject those things and empower yourself because you have something special that other people don't and you have to identify it.
0: Love that. I, I got a little emotional at one point. Um, I, so I want to jump into something. Can I get your permission to go in a more sensitive direction? Always, always okay. What is it like as an African American entrepreneur? And I'm asking because of this. So I am Jewish Orthodox, and I think I attract primarily. Jewish Orthodox clients, and I'm trying to broaden my my outreach, my community, my audience, and I'd like to know if this is something you had to deal with or coming out of the financial industry, you have already broken out of that barrier. What was it like for you, and have you experienced any discomfort with, with being different from trying to find clients who are different or have different backgrounds from you? Or different color.
1: Yeah, that is a beautiful question. That's a really, really beautiful question. And I, I think that for me, it stems from like I was raised to always acknowledge, um, you know, that I am a beautiful black woman, and that, you know, being a beautiful black woman, that life is going to be a little bit harder a little bit harder. There's going to be more opportunities. There are two things that are against me from the beginning. One is that I am a woman, okay? Because we understand that the world is an easier place for men. It simply is. It's a reality of the fact. And that I am a Black woman, right? So that's my second thing. Now, for me, I, I believe that to be able to hurdle over boundaries and barriers, we must be aware of the barriers and boundaries that are in place for us, So I am aware that there are stigmas. I am aware that racism is real. I am aware that, you know, people may look down on me or think that I am not as worthy or what have you. But what happens within me is that I reject those things, okay? And so I try to bring people into my my sphere and bring people into my world, bring people into my influence that are going to be of like mind and that are going to resonate with my message, that's not to say that trolls don't happen or whatever, right? That, that stuff happens, but I think that to be successful in this world, especially in a world where you are more public, right? Like you are, you are out there. You're on YouTube. You have like this beautiful. I love the music video, by the way, of you on the Thank beach you. with the, with the horse.
0: Beautiful. I got so sunburned you know, that day.
1: <laughs> the behind the scenes stuff, right? Um, But, but like, these are, these are the things that are just simply realities to what we do. And there's always going to be people who are not in your corner, not, not, not invested in your success. One of the best things that I ever did was I joined someone for a mastermind group. Now at the time, I didn't even know what a mastermind group was. I didn't understand what that, that whole thought process was. I thought that doing this was going to be a very lonely venture and I would just have to figure it out. But what we set up, and it was just him and me for the first, I don't know, four four months or so, uh, was we would meet once a week and we would talk about what we did with our business. We do a little bit of training or coursework together, if we signed up for a course or something, and then we would um, help elevate each other's businesses, share ideas, share thoughts, so on. We've since brought two other people into our mastermind group, and we now meet every single day except for Saturday at 6 a.m. in the morning. So I start my day off at 5 a.m. I do my own kind of personal development, get ready for the day. And then at 6 a.m., I I start the mastermind group with them and we, we dig in, right? And that's when the house is quiet. Everyone's still sleeping and all those things. So, you know, what that does for me as well is it creates a community of people who are invested and care about my success they will cheer me on. They will rip apart whatever strategy I'm coming up with from a place of love (laughs) and from a place of, of, of uh, wanting me to be the best I can possibly be. Right. Uh, They hold nothing back. And I do the same for them. I hold nothing back because it comes from wanting to elevate their businesses. And I think that by having that community, and not having to seek it out somewhere else or seek approval out from other people, I have become thick and my skin is thicker to what other people may say or think about me. Okay. And so I think the, the, the personality that I have, how I connect with people, how I, how I keep people in my sphere has helped me attract people who care about me and care about my success. So when you're thinking about branching off, and going into a different demographic, widening your audience or any of those things, here are a few things that I would suggest you do, right? I would suggest that you start by looking at people who are in the demographic or the sphere that you're currently in, spend time with them. Get to know them, like we spend time together. Get to know them, understand them, understand like what barriers they face so that you can be sympathetic or at least acknowledging what they are and, and acknowledge the opportunities that those people will come to you. So, for instance, if you wanted to broaden yourself into finding more um, women of color or minorities of color to come in and be a part of um, not just your podcast, be a part of your coaching structure, help them with creating podcasts or, you know, broadening um, their singing skills and, and understanding how they can, they, can, they can scale themselves in that way, then uh, spend more time. That's the biggest thing that you can do. And that builds trust. Um, that builds like, you know, the understanding. And that makes people feel seen. And then what happens is people become your rating fan. They see how amazing you are. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I have to share this message. As soon as I got out of my own head about like, what am I delivering? How do I do this? How do I do that? Am I worthy? Am I not worthy? As soon as that stuff, that noise was gone and I had clarity, I can't tell you how many fans I have now, like true people who share my messages, reach out to their friends. Say you need to work with RK. You have to, because she's going to help you do something incredible. It's amazing. And
0: that's all online. Yeah. You do that all online. All online. All online. If there is one daily ritual or daily routine that you recommend um, for everyone, what would that be? Okay, without
1: a doubt, my favorite daily routine, it's it's my morning routine. And so it's literally that getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning, right? Like the house is dark, it's quiet. If you have kids, they're sleeping, like no one is awake taking that um, 30 or 45 minutes to like prepare yourself for the day. Like, you know, I take a shower, I do my, I do my stuff, I get ready. And during that time, I listen to either an audible, a podcast, a YouTube video, or something that's about my development, something that I need to hear that particular day. It, helps me stay motivated. And then of course the the mastermind group afterwards, but that small segment of the day, that first hour sets a tone for the entire day. And I will tell you with all transparency, that the days that it doesn't happen. So Saturdays are like our days off, you know, so we get to like spend time and sleep in if we want to. And so on last Saturday, I didn't wake up and do my, my morning ritual. I actually just kind of went about my day and slept in and so on. And I was kind of like in the dumps a little bit for, for a good portion of the day. I'm like, I feel out of balance. I feel like things aren't happening when they're normally happening. What's happening here? And then looking back on it, I realized I didn't do what I've set the structure I've set for myself. And so I didn't have that first win. You start your day off with a win when you do work on yourself. And I think that we can learn a lot from kids. Okay. So kids are creatures of habit they love routines. They love routines. It's like they thrive in that environment. So my kids wake up when they wake up in the morning, they will make their bed. They'll put their stuffies on their bed. Right. And then they get so excited to show me their stuffies on their bed. Cause that's part of what happened. And they immediately want to have their vitamin gummy and a fruit pouch. Right. So they have these routines that are in place. Now the days that I'm like, okay, I just need some time. Give me a minute. It'll be like nonstop on the gummy and a routine. And like the 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 the, the cycling, right? Like cycling on this whole thing. But I realized now after myself feeling in a very similar way when I didn't have my routine, that it feels uncomfortable to get to get like blown off of the things that you are, you're doing to help yourself or things that you're doing that you enjoy. So build something, whether it starts with, you know, having a cup of tea and doing some meditation or doing a quick workout or you know, just like taking a shower and and getting yourself together, whatever it is that's going to bring you joy and make you feel like you had a win first thing in the morning. It's worth it. Thank
0: you. Okay. So any closing remarks for, for closing remarks? I just want to say like one,
1: thank you so much for having me on your program. Like this was a lot of fun. <laughs> this was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you. Yeah,
1: I'm happy you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> um, and for, for everyone listening or watching, I just want to mention to you that, um, you know, take some of these things, these routines, these tools that we met, that I mentioned, or that we talked about during this podcast and apply them. Don't just leave them on the table and say, okay, I'm going to do that. When I'll make a plan, when this happens, I'll do this, when this happens, there's, if you keep waiting for when you're never going to reach your goals. So today, 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 whatever it is, whatever day it is that you're listening to this podcast, today is the day to start. That is my best tip for you. Today is the day to start, which simply means start creating your plan, start building your structure, start figuring out what next steps you need to take, start figuring out who you need to bring into your sphere, what mentorship you need, what coaching you need, what support you need, what tools or resources you need, what financial resources need to happen figure those things out and then start moving towards them, right? The more you move towards your goal, the more your goal is going to move towards you. If you need support or help with coming up with this and building that strategy, I've actually developed a 12-week business plan academy called the Business Plan Academy. And in it, I help you break down All the pieces of creating a functional business plan that you can actually use on a daily basis. So no more of the business plans that you do that are like, you know, you build it that time, you get some financing, you never look at it again. You are going to build an actual business plan that you can follow through with, with daily accountabilities. You'll know exactly what you need to do to create success, how to measure it and how to sustain it, right? Because if you can't measure
0: success, it's not worth it. That's what I got for you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Riley. This was awesome. Friend, thank you so much for listening until the end. And if you enjoyed, please tell a friend, leave a review, and make sure to subscribe so you get a notification the next time an episode is out. Have you been thinking of launching a podcast? Great. Let me help you launch and produce your show and take the headache away. Just click on the link in the show notes and make sure to tune in next time. See ya!